Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, today's video is going to be about Anakin Skywalker and a recent interview that Hayden Christensen had with Diego Luna from Andor, of course. And I gotta say before we begin, I love when they interview Hayden or anyone from the prequel trilogy on Star Wars, you know, 5, 10, 15, almost 20 years soon later, if we're looking at Revenge of the Sith, because it's always cool to get their perception of Star Wars and their character that they played as time progresses and offer us as the fans a different understanding into their world and how they view their character. Because I truly think that when it comes to Star Wars especially, when you are playing these characters that George has taught you to play, they know the character better than anybody else. In this interview that Hayden had with Diego Luna, he actually talks a bit about Anakin Skywalker falling into the dark side in Star Wars. And I think this is, before we get into it, this is something that's actually, I've been wanting to talk about for a while because I've seen a lot of this on TikTok and it really revolves around, in my opinion, this whole toxic positivity that I see, which I really just can't stand at all. And so I think this is a pretty cool and interesting segue into that. So anyways, Darth Vader is not the only uh, famous villain in the Star Wars saga, but also one of the most important in the history of cinema, and Hayden Christensen knows it very well. The actor who played not only the evil version of the character recently, but also the young man underneath the suit, still has a lot to ponder regarding the character. Hayden Christensen first appeared in the prequel trilogy in 2002 with Episode 2 Attack of the Clones, and I, in my opinion, he did a fantastic job, the best job that could have ever been done for Anakin Skywalker. And I think that a lot of people didn't really understand the level of genius that went into his acting for the role. And if you want to understand and have it very simply shown to you, I have a video that is titled, Hayden Christensen played Anakin Skywalker perfectly. I will prove it to you. It's got, I think over 2 million views or something like that now. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback from that video. People saying like, whoa, you know what? I never actually noticed these things that he was doing to portray the character, which eventually turns into Darth Vader. Spoilers. But he goes on to say a few interesting things here, which I have a lot that I want to extrapolate on. So anyways, last year, thanks to the franchise's expansion on the small screen, the actors returned to play the villain alongside his co-star in Obi-Wan Kenobi series for Disney+. Step between the events of the prequel trilogy and the original one, which, again, in my opinion, I think Deborah Chow did a really horrible job. I think so much more could have been done with the characters of Anakin, Vader, and Obi-Wan. Uh, we do need a sequel. We do need Obi-Wan Season 2, but perhaps done right and with a different director and a different writer. I don't think Joby Harold was the right man for the job, nor was Deborah Chow the right director for the job. But uh, these are things that can always be fixed by hiring new people or by recognizing one's faults and 
and then, you know, going in and um, correcting them. Hayden Christensen says Anakin's fall into the dark side was understandable. And this is really what's going to lead today's video. This is really what we're going to talk about because this has been something that's been talked about a lot on TikTok, mainly I see. And a lot of people are really failing to understand the human side of Anakin Skywalker. And I think they really just focus on trying to cancel the character or cancel anyone who idolizes him or thinks he's cool. And something I've seen a lot of is that people really like to demonize anyone that likes Anakin because Anakin did some horrible things. And I think this is a very preschool level IQ way of looking at things where these toxic positivity people on TikTok or wherever else other platforms really like to in my opinion, play dumb because I think that they're actually so much smarter than they lead on. But they like to look at, oh, you like this, this did this, therefore you condone this. And that's simply not the case. Movies and art are so much more complex than looking at it so black and white. And I think with Hayden Christensen mentioning that uh, Anakin's fall into the dark side is somewhat understandable will help us to or at least for those people who are unable to see or playing dumb, will be able to actually see that, yes, there is a reason why Anakin is so relatable. It's because he made so many mistakes and why he fell to the dark side is there is a reason. Sure, the things he did was absolutely atrocious, but that's literally the point to showcase the bad things that he did and to document that this is a person who has veered so far off the path of who he was and who he intended to be, that this is a path that you never want to go down because this is just, it's horrible. And be even beyond that, another life lesson in Star Wars is that even after all of these atrocities and the choices that, was, that were made, you still have a chance to change and become a better person. And I think this is something a lot of people forget. Anyways, Anakin Skywalker goes on to say, I think we understood what Anakin was going through and why he was making some choices that perhaps weren't the best. And the circumstances surrounding his life so it was a very understandable fall to the dark side, but it humanized him and made him a real person and almost somewhat of a pathetic person in a lot of ways. And you feel for Darth Vader now in a different way too, because it's this man trapped in this life that perhaps he didn't really want. And these are all things that George said himself a million times. And this is why I say, you know, the actors really understand the character more than anyone else is because they get one-on-one -on -one time with George Lucas about their character because George obviously wants this person to play their his character to the best of their ability. And the only way that he can do that is if he really lays down who this character is and probably mentioning things that we will never know and mentioning things that will, will never be written, you know, about these characters that are probably be really cool to understand or know. And one of the things George always said, and this comes from Paul Duncan's Star Wars Archives, episode one to three, 1999-2005, George mentioned that Vader is actually a really pathetic character. When you get to see him, it's actually a tragedy. You know, you see this bright, happy, smart, super intelligent, high IQ, high functioning individual as Anakin Skywalker, you know, slaved to Watto on Tatooine at the age of nine and, you know, all through his life, who looks at life in such a mystical and curious way and then eventually ends up, you know, uh, overlooking Mustafar after slaughtering the Separatists and crying. And this is for all of the things that he did, but also mainly, and it explains this in the book, because he was so far off from what that little boy wanted to be. that He was looking at his decisions and where his life took him now, and he was crying. And so that's something a lot of people don't really notice, something a lot of people don't really see. 
but Anakin Skywalker really is a tragedy. And I think understanding the horrible things that he did really lets us know, okay, this is where he was and this is where he is. What made him do this? Well, he's human. He's weak. He made mistakes. He put love and selfishness ahead of everyone else's well-being. And this in turn put him into the dark side, literally saying this is the definition of evil. Hayden Christensen goes on to say the image of Darth Vader is very well known. I remember being a kid before I had seen the films having a connection to this character, just being very taken with the physical presence and the voice. I remember scaring my little sister just trying to imitate the Darth Vader voice and it worked. But there's something about the construct of that character and that just is very effective. For now, it is unknown if Christensen will be reprising the role of Darth Vader ever again, since the second season of Obi-Wan Kenobi is currently looking unlikely. Luna, on the other hand, will return as Cassian in the second season of Andor, coming to Disney Plus in 2024. You know, it's unfortunate that Andor had such a high budget and looked so much more professional than the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I think it really should have been the other way around, or at least consistent. You know, hey, let's just throw the most famous characters and actors in Star Wars you know, give them the lowest budget. Probably the crappiest script. It broke my heart seeing a lot of that, you know? And there were a lot of moments that were like, wow, this is really cool, just because we're seeing them again. I would even get that from seeing them in an interview or having them, you know, cosplay as their characters, um, let alone lightsabers and, and music and all that stuff. But I, I really connect with Hayden Christensen and what he says, and I hope I get to hang out with him one day and like talk with him. I think the main thing to take away from my video and what Hayden's saying is that we can see and psychologically analyze the pitfalls and downfalls of characters and people, really. And while we, of course, don't have to agree with their horrible decisions and bad things that they do, but we can understand how this human ended up this way. You got Anakin as a slave, goes and leaves his mother at the age of nine, goes to the Jedi Temple. He is more powerful than everyone else. Everyone constantly calls him the Chosen One, they're all whispering at him. They probably see him as like a weird freak outcast, while some people suck up to him and others probably bully him, just like we saw in the comics. He has a major propensity for the dark side. He has fear of losing his mother. Every time he talks about losing his mother in his premonitions, which were his strongest force ability and stronger than anyone else, Obi-Wan just says, be mindful of your thoughts, Anakin. They betray you and all of this crap. Like, okay, and then his mom dies and he blames all the Jedi. He blames them for holding him back when he could have probably accelerated his training, either saved her or either saved her physically or been strong enough to bring her back from the dead, which leads us up for the third film where after getting beaten by Count Dooku, again, not being strong enough because of his lack of training because they didn't let him ascend, he then goes on to have dreams about his wife. So now he's getting the second warning. And this time the first one came true and this one's going to come true too. He's not going to let chances be rolled in the Jedi's hands this time. So he goes to Master Yoda even so and still says, I have premonitions of someone I care about dying, blah, blah, blah. All Yoda says is mourn them, do not miss them, do not. What is that to say, dude? This is literally someone who needs like extensive psychotherapy and no one is giving him this slack. No one is helping him. On one hand, they're calling him the chosen one and saying he's like the poster boy of the Clone Wars, giving him an apprentice called Ahsoka and everyone calls him master. Then you got Mace Windu, the jerk, who basically won't call him master and denies him the rank. I mean, it's so insulting. So really, you know, the only father figure he had was Qui-Gon Jinn. He's dead and won't reach out, reach out to him in the force. 
Obi-Wan is closed off, won't really understand anything. Yoda shuts him down. Mace Windu, forget about it. We're not even going to go to him. So the only person that he's pushed to in a corner, basically, is Palpatine. The only one who has always been there for him, listened to him, given him advice, and actually cared for him. So when he says that, hey, look, I have the key to saving the one that you love. Use my knowledge, I beg you. Anakin's got a decision to make. And of course, even after all of that, he still wants to arrest Palpatine and team up with Mace Windu. But of course, Mace being Mace, not listening, wants to go and kill Palpatine right in front of him. Doesn't give Anakin like two minutes to think about anything. And mind you, I understand Mace's point of view. Palpatine does control the courts. But in that split second, Anakin's emotions and hormones took effect and he chopped Mace Windu's hand off because he knew that, hey, this is the only thing that's gonna save Padme's life. So I'm just gonna take your hand you can chill, you'll be fine, but I need to learn this information. But then Palpatine took advantage of the situation, roasted him, and threw him out the window. And so what does Palpatine say? Hey, go do this, this, and this, and once you complete these tasks, these side quests, then you'll be strong enough in the dark side to unlock this ability to save Padme. So Anakin, of course, says, yes, my master. No emotion, stoic, just he does what he needs to do. Do what must be done. Do not hesitate. Show no mercy. We must move quickly. And so he literally does what he is told to do. The only person who's actually been there for him. And at this point, it also explained in one of the Legends book, Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader, James Lucino, that once he chopped off Mace's hand, he knew the Jedi would just, they wouldn't ever, ever accept him. They would not care to listen to him. They'd throw him in jail and Padme would be dead. That's what he thought. So he's like, well... I'm in it now. You know when you're wearing like really nice clothing and you don't want to get muddy and then you end up getting like some mud on you and you're like, well, it's all ruined now. Jump in the mud. That's pretty much what Anakin's thoughts were like. That's kind of literally, literally what his thought was like. So I really appreciate the story of Anakin Skywalker and I appreciate Hayden's sentiment to also explaining that, hey, you know what Anakin did was extremely horrific and extremely wrong, but that was the point. It was, it was, that was the art in the movie to show these things and portray that, yeah, you know, someone who is so good can go end up and do doing such evil and wrong things in the name of love, of course, really, selfishness and controllingness. And through all of that, you're really able to see the character as a whole and to see how he actually evolves. And then, of course, becoming Darth Vader and turning back from the evil to the good, really bringing him full circle and, you know, bringing balance to the forces of the Chosen One, which was what everyone was always touting blowing up his butt so with that being said yeah you know like i think it's really important to understand the character and to understand why the character made so many decisions the way he did while of course the actions were horrible you know but to really understand that hey there's a reason for all of this at least from his mind because from anakin's mind he doesn't know that he's being absolutely crazy he thinks he's doing the only thing he can do after being betrayed by the Jedi. So, you know, that's kind of like Palpatine. He thinks he's probably a good guy. He thinks he's doing the best. Same with Maul. Same with Dooku. Same with everybody else who is evil. They don't think they're evil. They think the Jedi are evil. And they think the Jedi are these oppressive, intolerant people that just want unlimited power in the galaxy and control and for things to be their way and their way only. Anyways, that's all I think about this. I uh, really appreciate Hayden always giving his point and take on Star Wars. And I want to know what you guys think too in the comments below about Anakin's fall and, of course, his redemption. I'll catch you all in the next video. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you 
always. Now, folks.